The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, April 25th edition. Hope you guys had a great weekend, busy weekend in my world, family stuff, just busy, busy, busy. So hope you guys had a good time playing some DFS, hanging out with friends, family, whatever you did to occupy your time. There's a lot of great baseball, a lot of offense on Sunday. Garrett Cole is back, though. That was great, too. So lots going on in those regards. But um, we got seven games, seven games for you on a Monday, which is a nice number. I like that seven to nine window lots of nice stuff you can do there you can pick your poisons not to be too crazy too much variance the more games that get involved the crazier things usually tend to be so i like that seven game window uh one caveat this the slate starts at 6 10 p.m eastern time an hour earlier than normal um and goes throughout the evening of course so lots going on there if you have any questions i'm on twitter at bdentric i'll be in the fantasy degens discord a lot more active during the weekdays for me right now it's a little one weekend's a little busier so wasn't around much this weekend but the guys are holding it down putting in quality work in there helping each other win some money so that's always good stuff and i'll poke my head in when i can but i'm much more there on the weekday so if you got some questions it's free hit me up we'll get you thrown in there lots of fun stuff there also if you're into pga dfs the always pressing pga dfs podcast returns on monday myself and jesse get you ready for the Mexico championship for the PGA tour. So lots of fun stuff there, but again, seven game slate for you on a Monday. Let's get your totals on this slate. Uh, you don't have anything for giants, Milwaukee just yet, but Rockies Phillies total of eight and a half Red Sox Jays, eight Mets Cardinals, six and a half Astros Rangers, eight guardians, angels, eight Dodgers D backs, eight and a half. So some really, really fun totals on this slate. Some interesting DK prices, to say the least. And that starts with the pitching department. So let's just get right on into this thing. Your highest price pitcher is Corbin Burns, 10-2 at home against the San Francisco Giants. The Giants had that pesky offense. We know that quite a bit. But they also can strike out a ton. And after that first uh, kind of what happened game to Corbin Burns, he has been nothing short of outstanding in his last two starts. Seven innings in both starts, two runs only in his last start. Eight or more Ks in each start. Dude has been filthy. I'm going to go through some team stats. Obviously, Sunday stats aren't in there. You know, Jock Jams double donged and all that good stuff. But still, as a whole, heading into Sunday, Giants are striking out 24% of the time versus right-handed pitching, hitting 237 with a 142 average. Just Strzemski's on the COVID IL, which definitely helps uh, that those numbers out a bit. 
for the Brewers' favor of things. But Burns, if you want to pay 10-2 for Burns against the Giants, I'm all for it. I like I'm a Giants fan. I hope the Giants get to him. The Giants, the Giants can get to anybody. That's the thing, is they are pesky, pesky, pesky. But I'll take my chances with the Corbin Bird, especially this Giants team, the way they're striking out, especially with Noah Stremski, who was starting to swing the bat. It's basically if he can kind of if Burns can kind of limit what Jock's been up to right now, which is craziness, then I think he's going to be in for a pretty – and Belt's been swinging a good, too, from the left side. But as a whole, Burns, he should be just fine. Now you got Shane Bieber at 9600 bucks. I'm still not a believer in Bieber with the velocity issues. Like, he's great his last time out against Chicago. Previous two stars when it came to fantasy, nothing outstanding. Um, I'm going to keep fading Bieber. I'll, I'll pay up for Corbin Burns, or I'll pay 9300 bucks for Max Scherzer at the St. Louis Cardinals. Mad Max, five innings in each start, four total runs, five innings or more in each start, four total runs, six or more Ks in every start, 20 or more DK points. He does face a Cardinals team that does not strike out a ton. We know that quite a bit, 19% K rate versus righties, but only hitting 231 with the 101 ISO, so they're not doing a ton of damage. Max, you know, Max always finds a way to get into a little bit of trouble. He's good at that, giving up a long ball here or there. That's the bad Max way. At the same time, the strikeouts can be there, even on a team that doesn't strike out a ton. So Max at 93 is very much in play. But I prefer Burns up top. If I have to, if I have to rank the top three pitchers, it's Burns, Scherzer, Bieber for me. That's where I'm at. Because even the Angels, if you want to look at it, um, they are striking out. Da, 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 where is the Los Angeles? Angels of Anaheim. I don't see them. I'm just like, must be going. Oh, they're striking almost 25% of the time versus righties, which is much better. But 205 ISO against. Might want to get me some uh, Brandon Marshes and Taylor Wards and Mike Trouts and Shohei Otani's of the world in against Bieber. That could be a lot of fun, but we'll get to the bats shortly. Now going below the 9K range, I'm still off of Walker Bueller. I'm just massively concerned on what's going on there. Framber Valdez at 8400 bucks, slightly intriguing. He's coming off a horrific start against the Los Angeles Angels his last time out. Prior to that, didn't go deep against Arizona, pitched great against the Angels prior to that. So 8400 bucks in a tournament, I can see a little bit of appeal there. Again, going up against the uh, the Texas Rangers, a team striking out 21% of the time versus lefties. I'm not in love with Framber, but on this slate, he kind of checks the boxes. There's other guys I like a lot more. Uh, Eovaldi in tournaments is always viable, against uh, even against Toronto. Like I'm not going to be all in unless you're making a bunch of lineups, but you can go EO. But again, Framber, maybe EO, maybe Here's two guys, or three guys, maybe four guys I love in order. You can save some cash on this. Like, if you don't want to pay for Burns or Scherzer, we have options. Miles Mikola, 7600 bucks at home against the New York Mets. If you listen to the Bench with Bubba podcast, we've been talking Mikolas up the last few episodes, loving what I'm seeing here. Uh, if you've listened to the show, you've known I've been anti-Mikolas forever because he's a pitch-to-contact guy, no strikeouts, hate it all. Well, well, well. Strikeouts are here, folks. In his last two starts, the first start was a, a, a limited start because they're trying to ramp him up. Last two starts, he went 86 and 91 pitches, five inning of six and two-thirds, one total run allowed, five Ks and seven Ks. So he basically has at least a K per inning, which brings Miles Mikolas into fantasy relevance for DFS and season-long beauties. I absolutely love it. you got a Mets team striking out uh, almost 20% of the time versus right-handed pitching. It's not the most ideal matchup, of course, but Mikolas will go... He won't be highly rostered because the guys below him will probably get more rosters and probably should get more rostered. It's just the way it's going to go. But Mikolas is 76. I like quite a bit. Good cash game for with Miles Mikolas. Merrill Kelly, 7,200 bucks. The velocity has been good. Kind of dipped a little bit this last start, but he's still very effective. Six strong, one earned, five Ks against the Washington Nationals. Five or more Ks in every start so far this year. He's put up uh, basically 19 or more DK points in three starts this year. 
does get the Dodgers, which might lower his ownership, which is big. They are striking out 21% of the time versus right. He's hitting 260 with a 175 ISO. They're the Los Angeles freaking Dodgers, one of the best offenses in all of baseball. But if you want to go Kelly, you can. Here's one of my favorite plays of the day. Kyle Gibson is only 6800 bucks at home against the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Kyle Gibson gave it three runs and four runs in his last two starts prior to that seven shutout against Oakland. Uh, in his total of uh, 13, 17 and two-thirds innings this year, he has 19 strikeouts, 357 ERA. The Gibson show, as we know it, it can go off the rails in a hurry, or it can be very, very, very good. Now you face a Colorado team striking out um, 23% of the time versus righties. Let's see what they're doing on the road. I, we did this last time, and surprisingly, they're better on the road than at home, but they have such a small sample size. That will obviously even out, folks. But uh, Rockies on the road so far this year versus right-handed pitching. See, it's already starting to even out. Striking out almost 30% of the time versus right-handed pitching with a 147 batting average and a 176 ISO. So, yeah, I think I like Kyle Gibson a ton, especially at the beautiful price tag of $6,800. If you want another cheapie in a kind of tournament vein, uh, Michael Lorenzen, rough start against Houston his last time out, prior to that six strong with seven Ks against the Miami Marlins. I think you might get more of that Marlins start facing this Cleveland team. Again, another pesky bunch. We saw them last week in some phenomenal pitching matchups, just break slates. So Lorenzen will probably be popular because he is only $6,300, and people will see Cleveland. But they only strike out 20.6% of the time, 288 average, and 190 ISO against right-handed pitching. So Lorenzen's in play. Cleveland might be a sneaky, sneaky stack. Jose Barrios, $5,500 at home against the Boston Red Sox. Barrios, six strong, one earned six Ks against um, Boston his last time out. His two starts at Boston, at New York, not too shabby. Like the Yankees won five innings, three earned five Ks. Those runs came late in that game. So as a whole, he's gotten much better after that just debacle of a a first start against Texas. It's tough to face Toronto on back-to-back starts. Barrios at 5,500 play chalkier than chalk. So more than likely, I'm going to pass. Let's put it that way. But he's there if you want to get frisky. So for me, I'm paying up for Burns and Scherzer up top. That's where I'm, I'm hanging out. And then you got Mikolas, Kelly, Gibson, and Lorenzen right here. If I have to rank them, I rank them Gibson, Mikolas, Kelly, Lorenzen. That's where I'm going about it. Absolutely love the value. You can double dip there and get all the bats you want. You can put one of them with Burns or Scherzer. Still get a ton of bats. Lots of fun ways to build. I love when you can get these value arms and we can pepper the board. Like I'll make a Mikolas Kyle Gibson lineup and try to see all the bats I can get on this slate. Speaking of bats, let's see what we got here. Seven game slate. Not a lot of high totals and just offense in general has been off except for this Sunday. Sunday was a Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It was a lot of fun. Uh, catcher's position for you, though. You got uh, JT Real Muto against the lefty Freeland at 51. If you're paying up, not a shabby spot to do it, and that's for sure. Otherwise, just save some cash tonight at catchers. Like, drop on down. See where the Giants are starting. Right now, they got Sammy Long, and that means it's a bullpen game. We'll see how that plays out. If that's the case, you can go in our bias, see where the bullpen goes. Long's a lefty, so it might be a slow start there, but something you can do. But Zach Collins is still only 3200 bucks. Went deep again on Sunday. It's like fifth in that Toronto lineup at a DH. That's a really good value. I love Evaldi. Don't get me wrong. It's still a great spot for Zach Collins at 32 hundo. A um, couple cheaper options, though. When you get below 3K, uh, maybe Joey Bonds, Corbin Burns, though. Um, not a ton of value right now. There might be when we see lineups, but 
I don't really like much past Zach Collins right now. So we'll have to kind of see how things go. It might just be a Zach Collins or JT Realmuto night at catcher. That's the beauty of seven-game slates. We narrow things down. First base position for you, though, Shohei Otani at 58. You're stacking the Angels. I like that a lot. Vladito's always in play, of course. But uh, sliding down a little farther here, Freeman is heating up. He's 5,300. He went deep again on Sunday. If you think the Merrill Kelly slide continues velocity-wise, like I said, Kelly's velocity drop, but he's still very, very effective. But now you face the Dodgers. If your velocity drops against the Dodgers, not saying if Kelly can't still be good. I'm going to be having him in season long. He's a two-star pitcher this week. He's going to be in my lineups. But it's terrifying. Let me put it that way. Make so that's where DFS comes into play, and you can have some fun. Uh, Reese Hoskins, slow start to the year with 5,100. Same with Jared Walsh at 5,000. I like both these guys in tournaments as a part of stacks. I'm not going to use them as one-offs, but both very, very strong stack pieces at 51 and 5K. Um, below 5K, below 4K, it drops off quickly on this one. You can go Seth Beer at 3,300 bucks versus Bueller in a tournament. I like that appeal because I just I believe Bueller's in trouble right now. Just, just trouble at the moment. So you can look that direction. Other than that, Josh Naylor's first base outfit eligible is only 25 hundo. That's a cash game lock, either at first base or the outfield, whichever you prefer. And he makes just for like a GPP one-off. He makes for a piece of a Cleveland stack. He gets fifth in that lineup, and he's so cheap. Then you can afford J-Ram and Fran Mill and others. So much fun you could have with Cleveland. Like I'm already building a Cleveland stack against Lorenzo, which is going to be interesting to do. But um, Josh Naylor at only 2,500 bucks is far too cheap. Second base position, uh, you got Muncie if you're stacking the Dodgers, it's fine. But we'll slide on down, save a few shekels, and um, go to the likes of maybe Marcus Simeon if you're feeling that vibe there. Jeff McNeil's a swing the well. He's 3,700. If you think Mikolas pitches to more contact tonight, that's an angle to go. Gavin Lux is only 32. Another thing if you're fading Merrill Kelly, that's an angle you can go to. Um, other than that, like Santiago Espinal at 28 is a very nice value. We've been talking about him lately. Did I get two homers over the weekend? So he just continues to produce super cheap uh, playing second base there for the Jays. But at first glance, not a ton I'm in love with at the position unless you're paying up. And the payups like Gene Segura at 47 would probably be one of them if I'm paying up. But not a ton. It might be a value or just a just complete baller up top or a piece of a stack, that kind of situation as well. Uh, third base, you know, Arenado's okay versus Scherzer, but J-Ram at 53 is outstanding. That's an elite play. On this slate, um, Rafael Devers at 45 versus Barrios. If you think he continues to struggle, or if you think Gibson still struggles, Ryan McMahon's only 44. So McMahon's got like serious low ownership because people will see Devers at 45, and I would even pay 45 for Devers over McMahon. But if you want to play game theory and ownership wise, McMahon is a great pivot off of Devers. Does he produce as often as Devers? Heck no. But you're playing the ownership for that one night for the variance that is baseball. All right, below McMahon, though, again, it's dicey. Like If you want to fade Corbin Burns, you can. not telling you not to, but whew, that's going to be a fun. He will be chalk, so it might be worth having some giant shares, but we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, it looks like I'm paying up unless uh, we see some lineups that change my mind. Shortstop position, you got Frenchie Lindor at 54. That's not too bad, but Brandon Crawford, if you are fading Burns, is 5K. He's an angle for you. Jeremy Payne is up to 4,800 bucks leading off for Texas. Payne had a walk-off dong on Sunday. Love Jeremy Payne. I missed the days where he was like $2,400. But 4,800 bucks is still a very good play for Jeremy Payne. Uh, Willie Adamas at 45 if you're going to fade the Gigantes pitching, whatever they're going to throw out there on this slate. Uh, I don't mind Jose Iglesias, who's been sneaky good, but uh, I'm not running to play him. He's a part of a rocky stack, and that's it. 
at uh, his price point. Uh, where did he go? Ahmed Rosario at 44 if you're stacking Cleveland. He'd be a guy to look at as well. And then after that, nothing really standing out below them. Outfield position, Mike Trout, big weekend. He's 6K. We got Shohei at 50, like I mentioned. George Springer is back, and he homered over the weekend, 56. Uh, don't mind Schwarber versus the lefty at 54, but Cassidy versus the lefty at 53 is very nice. Cassidy's been producing, too. So $5,300 for Nick Castellanos uh, against Kyle Freeland was definitely a very, very nice play on this slate. Brandon Nimmo at 48 if you're fading Mikolas. Don't hate it. Uh, Taylor Ward, though, at 4400 bucks versus Bieber. Nice piece of a Angels stack. Kyle Tucker's only 4100 bucks. Okay. I think I've written him up two different times this past week due to his slow start to the season. The dude is playing very well. Um, people don't believe in luck. He is insanely unlucky. That's the easiest way I can put this. Like I could, if you want to see everything, like and I didn't write like a novel, it was like a paragraph or two. Go read the article at rotaballer.com. It's there. It's about like five players that were drafted early. And should you be panicking about their struggles? Kyle Tucker's the cover boy, and he looks pretty darn good still. He's going to break out sooner than later. It might still be a week or two. It might be tomorrow. I'm willing in tournaments at $4,100 to play Kyle Tucker. Like, you don't, if you're making 20 lineups, you don't have, to have 20 Kyle Tuckers. I'd have at least five, maybe six, seven, eight. 4100 bucks for Kyle Tucker is wild. Is wild. Like, this is a day you don't see very often. And again, it might not happen tomorrow. It might not happen for a few weeks, but I like that price point a lot. Uh, Brandon Marsh is day-to-day for the Angels. If he cracks the lineup at $3,900, a really good spot there. Miles Straw, if you're stacking Cleveland at 4K, is in play for you too. But uh, Franville Reyes, only 37, is a great GPP price tag. Jock Jams told you he double-donged on Sunday at 3600 He is a phenomenal tournament player versus Burns because all it takes is one bad pitch from Burns and ding-dong city for Jock Jams. He took Tyler Miguel deep over the weekend. Uh, he, he's been getting the job done, So I mean, earlier last week. So Jock Jams at 36 is definitely something you can do for tournaments, not for cash against Corbin Burns. Uh, Hunter Renfro heating up a little bit last week. Loves hitting lefties. Again, probably bullpen game. So how much he faces lefties, we'll see. But only 3400 bucks is a good value for Renfro. Mentioned Lux earlier. Bellinger double-donged on Sunday. He's only 3200 bucks. That is a great price point. I'm not a huge Cody Bellinger guy, but he is raking right now. and it, You can't ignore that. So Belly Bombs at 3200 bucks. Very nice. Our boy Lourdes Gurriel, he went deep on Sunday. He's 3,200. I'd probably have Bellinger against Kelly over Gurriel, but uh, both both in play if you need them. A few others. See if Joe Adele cracks lineup. He had a grand slam on Sunday. He's $3,000. Good uh, piece of a stack there with uh, with Adele. Below 3K now. It's going to depend on the lineups, obviously, because some of these guys are going to check Paven Smith at 27 versus Bueller. If you're stacking Arizona, that's a hell of a value. Not saying you're going to stack Arizona, but if you are, but Josh Naylor again, twenty five hundred bucks, first base outfit eligible, makes no sense to me at all. Uh, Mark Connor at twenty three, he's he's not a bad punt if you're not using Mikolas. He's really a decent punt in that scenario. Same with Jackie Bradley Jr. at twenty one. If you're stacking uh, Boston, you could wrap it around with JBJ and uh, and have some fun there at forty one hundo. All right, let's recap your pitching real quick on this seven gamer again. Up top, Burns and Scherzer for me. If you want to rank him, it's Burns, Scherzer, Bieber. I'll be fading Bieber. Uh, Burns, just, yeah, Giants are pesky. They might get to him, but I'll take my chances with Corbin Burns. And then it's all about the mid mid price guys. Nicholas is 76, Kelly at 72, Gibson 68, Lorenzen 63. I rank him Gibson, Nicholas, Kelly, Lorenzen. 
everyone's going to be on Jose Barrios at 5,500. I like that a lot, but I'm not playing a chalk and Barrios. If somehow we see the roster rates change, then give me some Jose Barrios, and we'll have some fun on that one. Stacking it up here. I like Milwaukee, but I want to see what the Giants game plan is. It should be a bullpen game, but I want to see kind of if we get any buzz on how they're going to start that bullpen game. So uh, Milwaukee is very much intriguing. I like Philly against Kyle Freeland as well in, in that matchup. Uh, if Barrios is popular, Boston could be interesting for me on that one. I don't mind Cleveland versus Lorenzen. As much as I don't mind using Lorenzen either, but Cleveland's affordable, and they've done this time and time again. They're put up a ton of runs. They're just a bad baseball team. So Cleveland could be a fun lower roster stack. Dodgers versus Kelly could be interesting as well. And then some other ones, if you want to be different, like Arizona versus Bueller. I like the Angels versus Cleveland. So Angels, Arizona, and potentially um, – Where's it? Uh, no, it's mainly just be Angels in Arizona. Could be your contrarian stacks, and then I'll sneak in some Cleveland and Philadelphia, and maybe some Milwaukee. So that's kind of where I'm looking right now. Again, lineups. Make sure the pitchers are who they're supposed to be because a lot can change. Gonna be a fun week. Fun week. I'll be here every day for you Monday through Friday as usual. If you have any questions, I'm on Twitter, at BDNTrick. Join us in the free fantasy DGN's Discord. We'll take care of you over there. If I'm not there, plenty of people chatting it up, getting ready for the day's action. Also, if you want to see some written content, rotoballer.com. I do season-long and DFS content there. Uh, fantasypros.com, fantraxhq.com. And obviously, the Bench with Bubba podcast is my pride and joy outside of quick hits. So go check that out for your season-long fantasy baseball needs. Uh, Come at you two to three times a week. So lots of great stuff there. But everybody, that's it. That's Monday in the books. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, April 25th edition. I'm out.